0: What are we doing in the brig? I have no idea. We haven't given the computer instructions to create a location yet. Hello, Tuvok. I've been expecting you. If you can see me, you've obviously reopened the narrative parameters file of the tactical scenario you've been working on. How do you know that? You're a hologram. That's right. A holographic representation of Seska, one of the Maquis shipmates you betrayed. I would have thought all that time you spent spying on us might have given you a little more insight into the Maquis but after looking over what you've already written, I can see you need a little help. So I've created this representation of myself to guide you through the rest of the program. There is no more program. There is now. I finished writing it for you with a few revisions of my own. Revisions? To start with, the holodeck is now sealed. Your friends will find it very difficult to get you out of here. And the safety protocols are off, which means if I shoot you, and I am going to shoot you. You'll die. But not just yet. You've got ten seconds to run.
1: Hello. Welcome to SnapTrek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's premiere science fiction franchise star trek i am one of your hosts ross webster and i am joined by jen tift hello jen
2: hey ross how are you
1: i am good <laughs> i am very excited because i'm still on a sort of uh, picard high oh, having just watched same. nepenthe
2: oh my
1: that was so that good. was such a good episode <laughs> i was really really pleased to have seen that one because uh, they are just getting better and better i really like the episode um, but I don't think we have, we're not, I don't think we're going to touch on Picard at all today because our two episodes Aww. are, they're Picard, Seven, and Hugh absent entirely. Um, <laughs>
2: feels weird. <laughs> it does. It does
1: feel weird, but, uh, this is, an, you know, this is an important podcast. This is an important, uh, <laughs> security protocol that we need to go through. Otherwise oh, yes, we'll, we no, won't make it to for the next sure. level. Oh.
0: Very unusual, I don't think I know this game. What's it called? Chula. What are the rules? We
1: compare two episodes of Star Trek using a variety of categories. For each category, we select a scene or a character or an idea or a prop, which we think is great. And we award a point to the answer which we think is the best.
0: Aggressive, adversarial. Competition, for fun.
1: Though SnapTrek is a competition where we award points, it is played just for the fun of it. There are no prizes or trophies. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek and perhaps look at the episodes in a new way. The best way of getting in touch with us is on Twitter via at SnapTrek. You can get in touch with me, Ross, uh, at STRTRK1701. And Jen?
2: I'm also on Twitter. I'm at EdatQuarks.
1: And we absolutely love to hear your Star Trek poetry, your idea for potential Snap Trek comparisons, any ideas for categories or category answers uh, that we've we've already discussed. We love hearing from you, so definitely get in touch with us if you have any thoughts on today's episode. And in this episode of Snap Trek, we are surprised to fall afoul of hidden automated security (laughs) protocols programmed by Cardassians in order that they should have the last laugh. I was lucky enough to watch Deep Space Nine, Season 3, Episode 7, Civil Defense. Jen, what did you watch? Uh,
2: <laughs> and and I was lucky enough to watch Voyager, Season 3, Episode 25, Worst Case Scenario.
1: <laughs> These episodes went together really, really nicely. Um,
2: it, it's a fun double feature.
1: It really is. It's a really fun one. Yes, because it's the certainly the Voyager episode almost seems like two distinct episodes, like there's definitely yeah. a part one and a part two right uh where it, you know the the tone changes, but both such fun episodes, lots of laughs in both of them as well, despite the fact yeah. that it's quite serious
2: <laughs> it's life or death stakes, but it doesn't really
1: <laughs>
2: no, i mean like... it, you feel it you do but but it just mean it's also very very funny and very.
1: It all seems you quite tongue in cheek, even when they're yeah, facing yeah. dire situations that almost can't believe this is really happening. Yeah. Like, is There's
2: this? Death Phasers coming out of the replicator, yeah, <laughs> okay. you know, still just like <laughs> laughing about
1: it. Uh, such weird episodes. And you really get the idea that the writers know how to make the Cardassians sneaky evil, just Ooh, in yeah. just the right way. For
0: okay. sure. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with.
1: Uh, As ever, we begin each podcast with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Jen, would you like to give your lyrical recap of Voyager's worst case scenario? Sure. Sure.
2: Um, I went with a straight-up limerick for this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so this is my limerick for Worst Case Scenario. It's just harmless fun, don't you see, to pretend to fight the Maquis? But the true mutineer adds a dollop of fear. Ten seconds to run, declares Seska with glee.
1: Ooh, that's nice. Yes. It's Nice. <laughs> Gets the two parts right in there. Right,
2: yeah, like you said, part one and part two yeah. <laughs> in this episode.
1: And gets gets a nice a nice ref to evil Seska. Uh, and I, think I love Seska. Seska's so good. <laughs> Is that one of the last times we see her until season seven?
2: Yeah, because we see well, yeah, we see her again in Shattered. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: That's, you... that's that's it. That's we never see her again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crumbs. Think... And that's such a nice out-of-the-blue. <laughs> she's yeah. here she's messing with what you what a great
2: brother. yeah what a great surprise
1: okay because
2: it, it, it's surprising enough like and you know and is shocked too when she sees sesca as the benign hologram version of her um so you know so she feels the shock along with us you know yeah. if, if you didn't know that martha hackett was going to be guest starring in the episode so but that but then to have it actually be Evil Seska, too. It's mm-hmm. such a great, such a great, uh, it's such champ, a nice chance to get that villain
1: evil twist.
2: <laughs> it is a good evil twist, yeah, because it happens too, like, pretty more than halfway through the episode. Yeah. So it really comes as a, as a surprise.
1: You so know? <laughs> much of the episode is just them playing the, playing the, the <laughs> sequel, playing the game,
2: playing and enjoying the game and I wanting know. more levels. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that could have been, could have been like have the been first that. five minutes or ten minutes. But right. now it's f- fully 25 minutes of that.
2: Cla- classic 90s Star Trek. A lot of it, you know, it's just like talking. When, when, know,
1: I, when some, I was watching like, this, I, I was watching, I was like, wow, maybe we've dropped the ball on this because I can't. Where's the security <laughs> bit? I'm sure Seska was in this one.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> All right. So my lyrical recap for Civil Defence, I've written it in the style of a counter-insurgency automated message.
2: Amazing! <laughs> Let's <And> hear
1: it. <laughs> it. does. It is a bit long. <laughs>
2: oh, I love it! I love it when you.
1: And it has a title. I remember how excited I was when you started when when you started titling your poems, <laughs> and then I thought of a title for this one. I was like, yeah. I'm getting Perfect. back into titles. I'm doing it. Let's hear it. This is called Initiating Counterinsurgency Poem. <laughs> it's very serious as well. As I was rereading, I'm like, God, it's really, it's really dark.
3: Awesome. But it,
1: except the title, which is a little laugh. There's a little <laughs> laugh in the title. <laughs> okay. I want to read it in Ducat's voice, but I can't because I don't sound anything like him. He's so sinister. Right. (laughs) I am dead or else incapacitated. This protocol's fully automated. There will be no negotiations. Return to your stations. The auto-destruct sequence has been initiated. Initiating counter-insurgency poem level two. (laughs) We're forced to lock down your section. Reports are of armed insurrection. Take my advice. Obey supervisors. I personally guarantee your protection. Initiating counterinsurgency poem level three. Valued workers, exits are alarmed. Sensors indicate you may be armed. Lockdown comes to an end upon your surrender. Do so lest your families be harmed. Initiating counterinsurgency poem level four. To ensure peace aboard Terok Nor, I shall be forced to execute laborers. Laborers. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> 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 Neurostine gas will placate the mass. Is this action really worth your death for? Initiating counterinsurgency poem level 5. Events are now out of my hands. These are pre-programmed auto-defence plans. In response to the ruction, the station's set for destruction. I admit, how we got here I don't quite understand. There we go. The, it's not funny. It's just serious and threatening.
2: <laughs> but can you imagine if Ducat rhymed his messages to the Bajoran workers?
1: <laughs> I, li- I like to think that if I'm recording automated messages that may be played after my death, I would go to the trouble <laughs> of making them rhyme. I would do that.
2: You know, you might as well go out with style. This is your your final message.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, he begins it with "I may already be dead." So then I thought we were going to get some dark secret, like right, right. you know That's
2: pretty dramatic. <laughs>
1: exactly. So instead, he's just doing what he always usually would have done. Um, oh, no, right,
2: okay. By the time um, you receive this message, I could already be gone.
1: <laughs>
2: I know. And he's mind
1: He's happy as, about it. as long as you're about to die as well.
2: Oh, that was really good. Thank awesome.
1: you. I feel like I should have ended it on a lighter note, but anyway, it it really. <laughs> well, you
2: can't when you get to level five. That's the most serious one. It can it only is, end with it is the destruction of this of the uh, yeah
1: station. <laughs> well, what, what I want to get across was how every time he says it, it's like it's really he's really trying to wash his hands of it. Like if only yeah. you weren't trying to to destroy the station, then I wouldn't have to destroy the station. oh yeah classic
2: you're making me do this
1: yeah exactly that is (laughs) and that is so you know that that kind of abuse power tactic (laughs) horrid horrid
2: and it's very cardassian it's very (laughs) cardassian both of these plans are very (laughs) cardassian
1: yes they are very cardassian um (laughs) let's get to this let's do it
2: let's
1: do it jen what would you like for the first round
2: Okay, uh, so for the first category, let's let's start with some laughs because these are we finally, you know, we have two funny ones here. Um, yes, let's go with let's, let's go with our best comedic moment.
1: Best comedic moment.
2: Yeah, what's your best comedic moment for uh, Civil Defense?
1: Okay, I automatically want to go to the tiny head tilt, Gar, uh, the tiny head tilt Ducat does when he realizes. He is stuck in ops with everyone else.
2: I love that part. That part is so awesome.
1: (laughs) Because he's when when I think it's Kel comes over the comes over the announcer the PA and this is outrageous. He starts giving it some commands and nothing's happening. And then at the end, at the end of that bit, he realizes that this is not going to work. And he just sort of looks at everyone and sort of his head goes slightly to the side. Like, oh well, who'd have thought that was gonna happen? And that's funny. And that makes me laugh a lot. And,
2: and it's funny too, because it's like, you know that the fact that Ducat's codes don't work anymore means that, you know, that's bad for our people too. That means that's bad you know, that means the station's gonna, gonna explode. But yep. in that split second, you're just kinda like Kind <laughs> of happy, that is kind of die. It's like
1: that look of who? Who thought that was going to happen? Oh, not
2: me. so deserve that after you're torching everyone.
1: I, I want to get that, but I don't want to give too many points yes. to get to do okay. in this because yes. he is he is a villain. <laughs> I'm um, sure we'll hear about him again. <laughs> we definitely are going to hear about him again. I the, there's sort of a, a I mean it's not even a C plot really. It's a occasionally. They flick to Odo and and a quark in, yes. in Odo's office. And it's just really nice to see the two of them just doing their shtick back and forth yes. with each other. And you know, just, just giving each other grief and jibing each other and digging each other. But then when the chips are down and the station's about to come about to explode, Odo's being super nice to him and says, You're the most devious Frankie I've ever met. But then at the very end, this is the last the last lines of the episode quark quark says you know you told me two hours ago I was the most devious Frankie you ever met and I was like oh, I thought you we were gonna die I was just trying to be nice and it's like name a more devious Frankie than me he's like the grand magus. he's like well name another one Damon He's like that well, no, name one you know. brother run my brother and it's just like (laughs) it's so daft you know they don't really mean it they're just having a laugh with each other and it's weird because that episode is is so serious the station nearly explodes everyone is in what happens to dax's hands and what happens to to o'brien and to jake and the guy who gets vaporized the guy gets vaporized in ops (laughs) it's serious and yet there's funny bits all the way through, and they really end with a genuine laugh. And I, I, th- I was like, "Wow!" Just
2: Quark and Oda, just walking down the promenade, just, just doing Oda their thing. His shots.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and then he
2: refer-
1: references there. his cousin Gayla. the one with the moon. Yes. It's like, yeah, the one with the moon. And that was funny. So that's that was my funny comedy moment. It's sort of every bit with Odo and Quark, yes. but just culminating in that last bit because they were the sort of the comic relief. For the entire episode,
2: yes, Odo and Quark together is always, always a treat. It's so <laughs> especially good, especially here. You know, they're they're stuck in close quarters, um, in, in Odo's office. It's you're right. It's so funny, and and I like I like the the bit where he's um, where Quark looks at his computer. And he sees what Odo wrote about him, and, and he yes, him. That's it. like really? <laughs> I guess that, oh, that's probably the, that's be, the beginning of your scene. Yeah, that's like, just yeah, this. Oh, that's that's right. He's like, oh, but you told me I was devious. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: just trying to be nice. I'm to sorry.
2: You. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that part's great. So good because you know he kind of wants Odo's respect.
1: He, he desperately, <laughs> he desperately wants it, and like you really. I always he felt. wants to be
2: a, porter, a, a formidable opponent for Odo. He does.
1: He really wants that. I also <laughs> think he actually likes Odo as well. I think he respects Odo and knows yeah. he's been at his job. And I feel like he likes his company, but also enjoys competing with him and wants right. his respect the same way that he respects him. And I, I, I love their relationship. And I remember at the very end, the very last episode where. Odo just walks off. I felt yes. really disappointed. I was like, oh, that's such a shame. I thought he'd <laughs> say something really nice, like he'd have a 2 Neelix moment. But no, not Odo. Just just turned his back to him. Quark was like, nah, he loves me, that guy loves me. <laughs> anyway, so we 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 digress.
2: Oh, well, that's that's a good pick.
1: Jen, so, what is what is your best comedic moment?
2: Okay. So yeah, so a lot of the comedy here just comes from the fact that that everyone is really enjoying this, mm-hmm. this program, you know, um, you know, that Tuvok just meant as a, as a tactical training exercise and everyone's treating it like a hollow novel, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which, of course, I mean, that that's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to do a program with that, like, uh, like that, you know, about people I know. <laughs>
1: It'd be so weird, wouldn't it? That to have is- your, your life like take a different yeah. part, play that what yeah. if with your life.
2: Yeah, choose your own adventure too. Because yes. you could you could choose to, you know, join the Maquis. You can choose to fight with Janeway, you know. <laughs> um so but the moment I picked for this is when um oh well okay. Um the I have an honorable mention too. Mm-hmm. So my, my honorable mention is so, so what, you know when they f- they figure out that everybody's everybody knows about this supposedly secret program and, mm-hmm. and Neelix comes up to him and he, you know oh you played this this great new game and, and and Neelix describes how like what he tried he's like oh I tried to you know send a message to <laughs> yes. Janeway and Jacode caught me you know phaser and <laughs> the <of> program reset
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like next time I'm going to try this and this and this and you know and it's just funny yes, I'm going to try working
1: working with them and defeating them yeah. from the inside. I was like, wow, he's yeah. really going for it.
2: It's just really funny because it's such a, like, video game, you know, way to yeah. play, it, you know, like, oh, well, next time I'm going to do this. And it's just really funny. I love it because they're, like,
1: sharing the best way, to, like, you should just join them from the beginning. It's so much right, better if yeah, you just go yeah. with it. I, I really <laughs> like that. It's
2: fun if you do it from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because their goal isn't to – like when Tubak wrote the program, the, the goal would be to retake the ship for the Maquis. Mm. But here the goal that's not necessarily the goal here. You know? Like no. what is the goal? It's just fun. Just
1: to enjoy <laughs> okay. it to the end uh, of the program.
2: Right. And that could either end up with, you know, you in the captain's chair or, you know, <laughs> or you just, you know, being successful with them getting the Maquis in control or retaking it with Janeway, you know, which whatever you want it to be. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, but so but the funniest moment to me. After it's common knowledge, and uh, and Janeway says, you know, finish the program, and uh, and then er- the the comedic moment is everybody then coming up to Paris and Tuvok with their own ideas for the program. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody has their own starting with Janeway Janeway said you know but she says it in a, in a very captain captain-y boss kind of way she's like oh well I can't wait to see whether or not you know Janeway
1: manages <laughs> with the con-
2: you know the conspirators you know but really meaning yeah I want to win
1: be yeah. <laughs> I bet <better> win <laughs> but then,
2: then it keeps going you know like well Paris says he wants unexpected plot twists <laughs> you know he has like Janeway executing mutineers and walks <laughs> like no that's not.
3: That would never
2: and, happen. That would never happen. We can't do that. And and Milana's like, oh, add a romance, you know, <laughs> add, add, <laughs> add some uh, add some passion, steamy scenes to this, you know. Neelix is like, you know, oh, my char- character wouldn't act like this and change this. And um, and they finally think that they're they're done. You know, they're like, let's go somewhere else, where <laughs> you know, away from all these people trying to give us ideas. And they go into the hall, holo- uh, into the holodeck. And who's there waiting for them but the doctor? <laughs> and he has <laughs> suggestions too. <laughs> but him they're disabled, they're like, yeah, transfer him back to the to the sick bay.
1: Yeah, that was funny. When two just transferred <laughs> yeah. him straight away back to him, that was hilarious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's that that's my moment is is everybody trying to uh you know be an extra cook stir in the pot with with the new ideas for the to, to finish the hollow novel it's it's so,
1: such a nice no, it's such a nice idea because you really get the idea that they are sort of all invested in it and they were like
2: they're
3: all friends
1: and they're all like a, you know right. it's like, oh try this try that let's all have a go and it is really funny and some of the ideas are terrible and you can, even though Tuvok portrays no emotion, you can see he hates every single
2: one of these suggestions and that's what makes it so funny Tuvok is like, oh my god, they're ruining!" because at first he's like, oh this is just a training program but then, like, oh these people are ruining my vision for this
1: (laughs) and then he mentions the dictates of poetics by Tehane and I was I I can't believe we've never brought up the dictates of poetics (laughs) We should be I mean, we should that, our entire section should be the dictates of poetics.
2: Oh yeah, that should be our uh that should be what we call the section where we do our, we <laughs> our do lyrical it. recaps.
1: Um, yeah, it I, is
2: you know, logic is an integral part of narrative structure.
1: Yeah, and when, when Tom's just saying, Yeah, I'm just making up to go along and just thought, yeah. would you even ever say that to Tubok? If you're trying <laughs> to impress anything to him, why would you say that to him? A sentence which he would hate from beginning to end. It's,
2: yeah, it's almost as if he was reverse psychology, you know, using reverse psychology on Tuvok to try to get him to help with the program.
1: Because that would be like the worst. Yeah, you're area.
2: right. Hey, I'm going to have Janeway murder all these <laughs> mutineers. How does that sound? Sounds great, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> you're barely containing the seething rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so
2: funny.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Points-wise. Points-wise. I I I think I think they're both quite small moments, but I actually I do think the worst case scenario moment is really funny, and the, the whole the whole way Tuvok handles it all the way through is funny. It's just like brushing everyone off with various different no, no, no. It, it's good. It's funny. Gets my point.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it. I mean, it's close. I mean, how can you not love? the quirk and Odo moments. Um, but, but, I like this one because it's really nice seeing all the Voyager people be so invested in something cause you gotta think, you know, because Jane We writes, she makes a point in a different, you know earlier where you know, it's not like we get all the, you know, all the new art coming from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of stuck here on our own with all the same. The same books and movies and hollow programs that we had, you know, when when we started on this journey three years ago.
1: But by the time, I mean, by the time, I mean, I've got, I've got decades worth of TV to catch up on. I'm (laughs) I'm never getting (laughs) through on my watch list. I will be dead, and I'll still, on my deathbed, I'll be adding stuff to my watch list, which I'm never going to watch. Yeah, they must, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how many how many episodes of Breaking Bad have they watched? They've still got episodes that left to go up.
3: Plenty of stuff left to watch.
1: Yeah.
2: Plenty of stuff. But yeah, it was nice to see them get into something that's just for fun. Yeah. You know?
1: It so, was yeah, it's, it's jolly good and well deserved.
2: Yeah. But I love that everyone had their own take on it. So yeah. So all right. Worst case scenario is uh coming out of the gate early with two.
3: Okay.
2: Let's see, where are we going for the next category?
1: Okay. Next category. Let's keep it really positive, then. Let's uh, let's go for most heroic moment or Ooh. most heroic person. Most heroic. Let's just call it that. Most heroic.
2: Most heroic. Okay. So for worst case scenario, um, so the uh, the heroics comes right at the end because the idea is it's it's Tuvok and Paris that are in trouble here. They're the mm-hmm. ones that are trapped in Seska's nightmare. Uh, <laughs> cat and mouse game of, of uh, insurrection alpha, um, beta test, whatever yeah. she's doing, but uh, so so we have two back here using the same trick that Seska used earlier of um, overloading the phaser rifle or whatever she did to make it so that if you you know pull the trigger, it disintegrates you, whatever you know, whatever I,
1: love, I love that bit, yeah. I absolutely love that bit because I hadn't. I I I forgot I'd totally forgotten how this episode ended, so I knew they had to get out, and I was impressed mm-hmm. that Jamie was giving them all like the bits of assistance and that. Um, yeah. But when he actually used it, you know, she took the rifle off him and it blew up, and then he gave a one-liner as well at the end. He's like, "I, is not the only one who knows how to reprogram a phaser rifle." Right, because
2: oh. <laughs> of phaser malfunction.
1: Yeah, yeah he just he <laughs> gave that was a Vulcan one-liner. Yeah.
2: So that, yeah. yeah, but and and that yeah, because that I mean, cause he, you know, and then he's like he he did what he needed to do and he's he's like, okay, Paris. You know, he gives her the gun and then he's like, Okay, Paris, call off the, you know, reinforcements, whoever it was. And uh and he um and he hands it to her just assuming it's gonna work and it did. Um so that was, you know, so that was a that was a brave thing to do, to hand her, you know, yeah. the rifle and everything. But but yeah, but you had mentioned what I'm going for here is um You had mentioned Janeway's part Mm -hmm. in the plan and I'm putting her, I'm giving her this, this one because Mm -hmm. how hard is this to manipulate this program like this on the fly under pressure, plugging in, even just doing it in time, let Mm -hmm. alone thinking about what to do. Um, and the way she does it, like she gives, you know, because the, the, first, the first time you see, you know, that she's helping them is actually a pretty cool scene um, where they're in the Jeffries tube and, and they open the hatch and there's a plasma fire. And all of a sudden you see a plasma extinguisher
3: yeah, just <laughs> come appears. out of
2: nowhere. It just appears. Um, there's plasma fires in, this, in both these episodes. We should have done yep. best plasma fire. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that?
1: Oh, my God. We definitely should have done that. <laughs> Because I'm going to mention the plasma fires in mine as well.
2: I can't, we
3: and, then the, have... and then
1: that same shade of green as well. The I love it. They've, yeah, they've yeah. kept that that Consistent.
2: green. I like that consistency in that. Yes. Yeah, but but yeah, and then yeah. I mean, they should be keeping plasma extinguishers around. If that you know,
1: they really. <laughs> they really I mean, that <laughs> they must have plasma extinguishers. You know, that's yeah. that's that will be on the next design. There's like a little yeah. space.
2: I can understand. Maybe, maybe on Deep Space Nine, they just haven't gotten around to installing plasma extinguishers. No, every, the, Cardassians like, Cardassian would, the Cardassians.
1: would not have plasma tunnel. extinguishers.
2: That makes sense. It
1: would, you know, <laughs> um, they should, you know, the first people to burn should die for the glory of Cardassia, and then somebody just bring <laughs> a shared uh, extinguisher and then put it out. No.
2: but but yeah so that but then she you know she lets them know that that was her you know she writes a message go to the weapons room and she, and she comes up she comes up with all these great ideas and, and and in the face of the program um like re-initializing itself every everything she does so that i mean
1: has to keep putting really, her mind to it yeah, like yeah, it's just yeah. a, a, a stressful scenario and she's yeah. got quite a lot of riding on it to, like, on the fly, think of new things right. as new things right. occur. It, was, uh, it is a nice moment, and it's uh, it, is, it is fun to think about. We've, we've discussed how fun it is to, like, imagine your everyday life and imagine doing things differently and having that what-if scenario. But then if you could rewrite your everyday life as well and just suddenly like, oh, wouldn't it be perfect if I had a bunch of flowers or a large cake yeah. or, <laughs> you know a big fish. And, and then suddenly He's a appears perfect. In.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so in this episode, we don't have anyone like risking their life, you know, to save somebody or whatever, no. but, um, but we have more of like a scientific heroic, you mm. know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Very noble. Very noble.
2: Yeah. Well, just, well, just the, the challenge. Yeah. How challenging that really is, you know, her, um, you know, and of course, shout out to Bolana too, who's trying to, you know, Trying to um, stop the program from reinitializing every time, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to think of like like little changes you can make that might give them an edge, just so they can stay alive long enough <laughs> to, uh, you know, give what, what are they waiting for for um, Kim to fix the uh, transporter or whatever it is. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so that's my pick.
1: Most heroic. It's very good. So for my most heroic, I'm just going to go straight for it. Uh, Jake, he was the hero of this episode. Besides the fact that he was with his dad and O'Brien, who were both heroes too, but Jake, he was locked in the ore processing plant at the very beginning. He volunteers to climb up the the processed uridium pipe and crawl (laughs) through in the dark and unlock the doors. He participates in blowing a hole through the bulkhead He faces the imminent destruction of the station. His dad and O'Brien leave him all alone while the station's shaking and shuddering to pieces. But he still then crawls into the flaming plasma conduit and goes to rescue O'Brien. Like, you know, pulls the dazed, pulls his sleeves over his fingers, then yanks the dazed O'Brien out of the corridor. And then at the very end, just shrugs it off as if it was nothing. It's like, (laughs) yeah. You don't tell him, I won't. I mean, his that kid is so brave all the way through the episode, completely brave. Nothing fazed him. I think this is the first on this on SnapTrack where we've just had a riotous praise for Jake Cisco, but he completely deserved it. In this, a total hero.
2: He he is such his father's son.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A
2: lot of times in this episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah, especially at the, the my favorite part is at the end. You know, they get out of the maintenance shaft or wherever mm-hmm. they are and you know and like you mentioned that i won't tell if you won't like he really genuinely doesn't want any credit
1: no or praise and you know just just it. doing like, the right thing really
2: like just doing the right thing and now we're done <laughs> yeah
1: it, it was oh, great
2: he's so, he's so great throughout this episode
1: he, he really is and he could have so easily have been you know lost halfway through potentially you know you wait here jake right. i'm gonna go down there Right. Well Uh-oh. he even
2: he even says he's like Jake try to make it to the you know, whatever it was, the escape pods or the yeah. Defiant Bridge or wherever they were sending the the people. He's like trying to make it there and he's like, I'm not gonna make it, I'm staying so I'm staying with you guys. Yeah. So I can he help in any way I can. And
1: <laughs> he was he was absolutely vital because potentially O'Brien oh, yeah. would have died in the plasma fire. Yeah.
2: Well they would, uh if it was just O'Brien and uh Cisco, they would have died in the nursing gas exactly in the processing room if it wasn't exactly. for Jake. Yeah, and then and then O'Brien definitely would have died, um, in the plasma
1: fire.
2: Mm. Oh my gosh, so brave! Brave so all the way through.
1: Yeah, brave I'd say re- yeah. really great in this episode. I thought
2: really great. Yeah. Well, and your yeah, and and Bennett and, Bennett and O'Brien too. Yeah, they they do that thing where it's like maybe one of us will make it through this plasma fire to you know get to this panel, and <laughs> um, they both just need- yeah. Pull their and sleeves
1: off—that was easy yeah. as well. I hope my—I have never tried to pull my own <laughs> sleeves off, but well, I—I ho- don't think they come off that easy. I'll be honest. Maybe they're designed to do that, you know? Em- yeah, because em- they Emergency uh, mists.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He looked pretty. Um. You know, like wasn't very ragged. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they did that, and 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 Ben too. You know, Ben like knew O'Brien was in trouble, but.
1: Have to carry like, on, you have
2: to, play. Had to, you have to carry on, or else yeah, no, no
1: point saving O'Brien just to lose him to the exploding station,
2: right? It's like, I have to go randomly pull out rods from this panel over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, when, that, when that was happening, again. I was like, Does he <laughs> you know whatever. what he's
1: doing? Is this a Hail Mary? Is this <laughs> does he you know what's going on? And then it's like, bah, 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 and then it stops, and he sort of looks relieved. and I'm like,
2: Oh, I just I love do-. it.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, not sure he knew what he was doing there
2: because he'd like randomly like pull out a rod and like look at it, like examine it. What yeah. are looking for.
1: No, just, he's, a, he's like, oh, just not, a not this one, one on it. Not this one. Oh god, not, not <laughs> this one. Not this one. This one.
2: It's so great. I love those data rods.
1: Yeah, they are great.
2: <laughs> oh, they're so good. But um but yeah, and the, well yeah, and I, I got to wonder about the plasma fires too. Like like the green Well, I love the green plasma fires. Yeah. Um but how like it wasn't very smoky. I, I like what a I guess a plasma fire wouldn't be like Smoky would be more like like um, gas.
1: Certainly, yeah. That
2: was like you know. That, that it's, it seems visible. that like it, yeah, it's but more and
1: it's more airborne rather than yeah, sort of right. static. Yeah. Um, but it was there. Are, I guess we don't really know the the qualities of plasma to know yeah, exactly yeah. what it would do. <laughs>
2: I'm very interested in that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Of course.
2: Uh, but uh, yeah. Of course, I am. But um. <laughs> But yeah, so, so yeah, because like how long did O'Brien really have it? So if he passed out there, I mean, he might have not had very much time. He would have suffocated pretty quickly. So, yeah. You know, and um, so Jake legitimately risked his life
1: and saved O'Brien's and
2: saved O'Brien's and, and then just shrugged it off, like you said. Oh, he's so great in this episode. He yeah, is great. So I, obviously, my point's going to Jake Sisko here. My um, point also um, goes to Jake Sisko.
1: He, he's so great. he, All the way through the episode, he was a hero. Well done, Jake.
2: Well done, Jake. (laughs) Okay, so we're tied up.
1: Okay. uh, It's your choice, Jim, I think.
2: All right. Okay. Um, Category three, let's go with our favorite or best scene.
1: Okay, best scene. Okay. For civil defense. There is no contest for the best scene in this episode. One scene stands out beyond all other scenes, and it is the scene where Ducat materialises in Ops.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It is hilarious. He is so smug, and he just starts monologuing. Well, I just had a very strange experience. There I am, patrolling in the demilitarised zone, and I get an automated <laughs> message from myself telling me that you've let the station... You know, fall into self destruct (laughs) mode and he just strides around ops while the replicated phaser, the replicator (laughs) phaser, just takes pot shots at the crew. Um, and he and he's he's like indicates that he definitely knows how to help and that he probably would help. And then he orders himself some tea, and for like 10 seconds, the, the phaser disappears, the tea appears, he takes the tea out. The phaser comes back and starts shooting people again. B- Bashir, then,
2: uh, yeah, because
1: like, the, the Bashir had the phaser near him, and I thought maybe Ducat saw him reaching for the phaser. He's like, Doctor, and then they start shooting again. And then he sees he sees Garak in the, the groveling behind one of the consoles, and he loves it. He's like, oh, good, it was worth coming all this way just to see you cowering. And he's then so Garak bad. realizes he's so horrible. Uh, Garak realizes that the phase is only targeting non Cardassians, and they have like a little back and forth. And Ducat's like, "If I'd known you would be here, I'd have programmed it to make an exception in your case." Yeah. And then they, they start chatting about each other's dads. It all gets very schoolchild, and then they carry that sort of bickering back and forth all the way through the episode to the point where, at some point, I think Bashir just says, "This really isn't helping." Please stop doing it. Yeah. But this, that's the most later scene. But this scene where the just turns up and is so pleased with himself. <laughs> he set this automated, this automated destruct sequence, totally forgot about it. And then it's just started and it's causing people. He doesn't really like a major problem. I thought it was hilarious oh, and he sorry. played it so well.
2: So funny, and you know he was thinking on his drive over to Deep Space Nine. Ooh, what am I going to ask for?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and even Kira, when she's because this is like this is the scene change where they're like they're chatting, yeah. and she's like, "No one is ever going to support this. No one is going to let them stay here." Under he, yeah. he doesn't care. Because okay. he's not going to let the station blow up. There. He just wants them to squirm. He wants right. them to agree yeah. to something they don't want to do. <laughs> he doesn't even care if it happens or not, as long as they agree to it. And he gets like to one-up them somehow. Oh, my God, he's such a worm. But it's worm. so great to see him so striding great. around his old, his old stomping ground while everyone around him is getting shot at. And he's so comfortable. It's so funny.
2: Yeah. And, and Kara is getting so mad, you know, know. Like, are gonna help or not. You
1: know? And then the, you'll find I don't respond well to that tone made, Oh, God. Just...
2: Oh, and, and is this the scene too? I love it when uh, Garrett calls Ducat out for hitting on Kara.
1: No, no, that's <laughs> later on. That's know, later yeah. on.
2: That's a, I love that part. He's like, she's he's basically just like, she's not into you, man.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> You see the the cat's cat's face drop a little bit. And then I immediately, in my brain, went back to the Deep Space Nine documentary where Mark Alima was like, he should have got with Kira because I wanted to get us. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. It's so good. So funny. Like,
2: Garrett calling him out. It's funny.
1: But this is why Deep Space Nine is so good because all the characters are just so amazing. And when they appear, I'm I'm so keen to see more of them. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Anyway, that oh, was the best great. scene: Ma- Ducat materializing in oh, ops, sure.
2: and just the look on his face when he realizes.
1: Yeah.
2: That, uh... <laughs> Oops.
1: Oh, well, when he when he gets that's not until later on. So he's tries oh, to deactivate. Yeah, he yeah. tries to leave, doesn't he? He tries to like, oh, you've got because t- yeah, he has a like, conversation I'm go with to Kira. ship
2: While you guys think yeah. about it oh yeah. yeah that's what it is there's like you know 20 minutes left and he's like I'll be mm-hmm. back in 15 or whatever.
1: yeah but no he won't be <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what did, what Because did... uh, Cardassians Cardassians are uh
1: yeah ter- turns out you don't know who to trust
2: out, yeah <laughs> uh,
1: uh wh- what did you go for best scene Jen
2: okay so my be- there there's there's some really good scenes in Insurrection Alpha, for from honorable mention though,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, like like even just just the very beginning when you're if when you don't you're not sure what's happening here, because even even if you guess they're in a holodeck, you're kind of like, why are they mute, You know, why is there a mutiny? Yeah. in the holodeck, you know what I mean? Like,
1: and that that's a <laughs> yeah. nice. I like the way they play it in the episode where they sort of yeah. they keep it as if you don't really know whether this is really happening or not. Right, right. Uh, that's a nice, like, st- you know, a nice way they sort of styled the episode to keep you guessing for a little bit.
2: Right, yeah. So there's some good scenes in there, and of course, when Seska, uh reveals her her plan, you know, she's got Paris and uh, Tuvok in the brig, and she reveals her plan is really good too. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the scene I'm picking for best scene. So they're just having they're just having their team meeting in the conference room. And they're going over regular ship business, you know, and then then Janeway brings it up. You know, she's like, Oh, so I hear that there's this, you know, hollow program. <laughs> yeah are, and then at first they're just like oh you know like looking around the room <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is really funny and then and, you know and volana owns up to it she's like she's like oh well first like is like oh you know this many pe- crew members have been accessing this and this many times and and volana owns up to finding it and um and you, you think it's just gonna end there like you know when they're gonna okay you know ask your crew we want to find out we got to find out who wrote mm-hmm. this Thing. And, but then Tubak speaks up, owns up to writing it, um, and he thinks he's like... Um, He's like apologizing for it, like he thinks he's in trouble. <laughs> he's like, "I apologize for my error of not, you know, deleting the uh, program, fully back,
1: deleting it, yeah,
2: fully deleting it or whatever." Um, but and and then and then Paris is like, "What you should be apologizing for is, you know, leaving us hanging." <laughs> <You gotta finish laughs> you know? and, and 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 everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, this is you've got to finish up." And and he assumes that uh, he's gonna that tu- Tuvok assumes that he's gonna have Janeway on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, And Janeway's like, lighten up, man. (laughs) 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 And, you know, and then she said, she talks about, we talked about it earlier. She, she talks about how, you know, we're stuck here. Um, This is season three. We've been here for three years, you know, basically three years um, Mm -hmm. without anything new, any new art coming in, you know, from home. So if, if people are enjoying this, let, you know, finish it. That's a great idea. Um, And I just I just really like that scene because I I, I, it's it's literally just it's just like I'm saying like just classic 90s Trek of just them talking and 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 figuring something out <laughs> together, yeah. you know, but it's just fun to see everybody. Like I said again, this whole episode is just fun to me because it's fun to see them enjoying something. Yeah, that's it. It's normal. nice to see everyone
1: happy and like Everyone's just
2: happy. Yeah. It's not a
1: stressful scenario. It's like an yeah. interesting and a fun scenario, and right. they're all compelled by it. Right. And when Two they- too, too much <laughs> confession <laughs> is a <laughs> nice too sort too of back ending back to everyone back. sort of being like,
3: well, I may
1: have I may have played it once or twice, and I yeah. you know. <laughs> Right. there is no need captain i created the program right. it's, oh, it's it's so, so fun funny. and it's so perfect as well because it's exactly what he would do
2: yeah yeah everyone's really in character there and i just yeah. i just I, and I, th- I think that's why i'm kind of glad that um Oops. that they the way they structure it where it's like mostly insurrection alpha and then the just the last little bit is is the seska program yeah Versus doing it the other way, because I kind of, like because I really enjoy them all just getting into this, <laughs> into this game here. And even Janeway, you know, have, this is where she makes her suggestion of, you know, uh, can't wait to see if Janeway, you know, managed to outwit the conspirators you know, with, with that side eye that she does so well. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: tiny t- little bit more pressure on Tuvok right there. <laughs>
2: Tuvok <right>. t- <laughs> <right>. t- <laughs> and And uh, yeah, so I, I just really enjoy that scene.
1: It, oh. It's it's a cracker. It's a cracking scene, so, um, and it is you know the whole the whole nineties bit where they will just sit there having a nice chat about yeah. something. Uh, we have seen that a bit more, I think, in Picard where they have yeah. a, they don't there's nowhere to sit, obviously, so they're just standing <laughs> around. Um, but it, it is nice to see it's it happen. The,
2: the, the Troy Riker dinner table. <laughs> just
1: yeah. Just oh like, god, the Troy I Riker dinner table. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Right. All right. Okay.
2: So, yeah. So, um, points wise,
1: um, I, I think. Th- Sorry, go for it.
2: Oh, I was gonna say points wise though. I I gotta go for that scene when when Ducat shows up, <laughs> yeah. smug
1: Ducat face. Du- <laughs> Ducat is, and it's very rare, you know. Yeah. You, because in this episode, it's in this episode and scene, it's nice because you do know that Ducat probably is going to solve their problem for them. He probably right. intends to help them he's just being a real cock about it. Yeah, and that, that's why it's so funny. Sorry, I shouldn't swear, but that, that that's why he's just been so irritating. You yeah. know he's you know, he's going to do it, or he intends right. to do it. He just wants to really make you work for it, really make you sweat no, You're
2: going to work for it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, um, I do think that scene so... is really funny and really so... well done. And it's Ducat and it's very worst best you know yes yeah
2: and i love to i love the i I love you know with the um the phasers only hitting non-cardassians because until ducat shows up you don't know that and he's just the way he just just uh swaggers around ops with not a care in the world that these phasers are going off all around him (laughs) This is really good when every you know compared to to everybody else you know ducking under you where's, know panels and Let's Come on,
1: Disco! I do hope he hasn't been vaporized. <laughs> ordering one of those rectoginos, he's so fond of. <laughs>
2: oh man! What? A, yeah, what a weird burn! You know, burning his coffee order <laughs> in the middle. Has, of he, been,
1: it. has he been vaporized? A, he has a terrible taste in beverages. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's uh, so funny! Yeah, my point is definitely going to that scene. It's a memorable scene. So yeah.
1: good. Okay, my my point there as well. So it seems like uh, civil defense is is climbing up.
2: Yeah, they pulled ahead. So now it's it's four for civil defense and two for worst case scenario.
1: Okay. okay. Well, our next let, let's go for. Is it your turn or my turn? Uh, your turn. Let's go for best program element slash design feature.
2: Mm, I like this category. Mm.
1: (laughs) What did you have? What's the best program element?
2: Oh, my gosh. There are so many choices here. Um, And technically, I have two programs I could choose from, too. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, because the Susco program is based on Tuvok's program, but it's really a different... um,
1: it's a, yeah, it's a separate, thing. Yeah. separate evil program.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause you go like, like, and as far as like best element or design feature, I mean, you going for the most deadly, you know? what? <laughs> in Seska's you're going for most deadly. Um, so, so the best el- element of Seska's program is the fact that it, um, it continuously rewrites itself to make sure that Tuvok will die. So it's prepared for, it's a pretty ingenious little bit of code, you know, that's, it's, pre- it's prepared for the fact that someone's going to be trying to rescue them. It's, you know, cause you know, the, the comms are down, the transport, it takes the transporter out. Um, it, it's, it would blow, you know, blow out all the power relays, you know, blow up the holodeck and, yeah. you know, and so, so it's got all these little built in things. So, but it's also prepared for the fact that she knows somebody's going to be trying to manipulate the program to save Tuvok. And it's prepared for that, and it's recursive enough that it it's going to come up with something else whenever it's manipulated. You know, like 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 Janeway has the idea to manipulate the Chakotay character, and it compensates for that. You know, everything everything Janeway does, it compensates for, and that that's a pretty pretty uh, it's a
1: good bit of code, and it's also very very sinister. <laughs> it, it is, but it's the same thing as Ducat. It's the same thing. It's it's yeah. still a game. It's- yeah. I'm gonna pre. It's gonna continually repurpose itself to keep the game going.
2: Yes, Siska wants to play with her food.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you have to be stressed and you have to be pushed right. before you die. You have yeah. to not enjoy this.
2: Yeah, because that, that's the yeah that's the point. She gives him ten seconds to run. It's because it's a lot more fun to make him sweat than to just kill him.
1: Yeah, and she's yeah. not even really there. It's yeah. just the idea she had when she was programming this, whenever it was ago. it's just so devious yes and she even thinks of things
2: like she makes the doctor an evil doctor in case he thinks of like oh i'll go to sick bay and you know get help you know get help for my wounds (laughs) she makes it like like evil you know like mirror dr flocks it reminds me of (laughs) um so but but yeah that recursive nature um but Oh Jesus! So I have, to, and I have one for for Tupac, and I'm not sure which one to pick too. Go on, man. Um. Oh, okay. So, so, but for two program, um, it's his sense of character. That is a is the best design feature, um, and what I mean by that is is he programs this you know specifically to be a realistic scenario. He you know he gives he give tries to give Paris a list of all the probability calculations he made, <laughs> all the, you know all the different scenarios that could possibly happen in a mutiny. Yeah. Um, but but so he but his sense of character here he knows um, because of his time. Uh, as a spy in the Maquis organization, he knows Chicote. He knows that Chicote's is not going to want to kill people indiscriminately. He's, you mm-hmm. know, the Chicote hologram says a variation of, no, you know, no, nobody has to die here today. He yep. says that a bunch of times, you know, like he knows that that's part of, Jacote's yes. character. He knows that um, on the, the Seska hologram that he programmed says, you know, I'm not as easy to win over as Jacote. You know, she, he knew that he knew enough to know that Seska, even before we knew, you know, that she was a spy too, that she was devious enough that she could be a little bit more of a wild card. Absolutely. Um, he knows that both sides are formidable. You know, he's the Jacoté hologram says Janeway's no fool. You know, and Jane, you know Janeway does some. The hologram is 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 um, is really clever too. You know what I mean? So he knows that both sides are going to be coming up with with things that, are, that 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 are are very you know make them formidable opponents. Um, so it's, it's it's honestly as a training program, it would be really effective. I think.
1: This is why it was such a good and enjoyable program, because Tuvok made it to be real. And that's what the thrill of it is for the people playing it. It seems so real. It does. And that's because he's good at his job. Oh, good. (laughs) And it it accidentally becomes entertaining rather than informative. (laughs) Just, you know, just through the nature of the events, you know, how events have turned out. But that doesn't mean that he's not good at his job and he has done a great job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got a, you've got a tough choice, oh, uh, Jen. God. Which yeah. which one are you picking? You know,
2: I marked them both down, and I'm like, oh, I'll just make the decision. I thought it'd be obvious once I started talking about it. I think, jeez. Well, you know what? Since since I'm fighting a program, I'm going to be going up against a program that does want uh, wish people ill uh-huh. <laughs> in civil defense. So I'll I'll go with Cescas because because that's just like. That is that is very very Cardassian
0: <laughs> to yeah.
2: uh, design a pro take a time to design a program that that way that's that kind of recursive program um, and it's it's, it's a really good this is a really good uh, torture Tuvok and then kill him program
1: <laughs> yes it is good
2: <laughs> I'm sorry so,
1: about and- no 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 always good to have uh, a little background. <laughs>
2: Lieutenant Commander Luna is, uh, uh, <laughs> is alerting us to the presence of the encroaching deer hegemony on the front lawn.
1: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> yes. She oh, she does not goodness. care for the deer. <laughs> and there's like, I guess, I'm looking at the window right now, I can see there's like at least 12 deer.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah? What do you live like by a forest or something?
2: <laughs> I am the wild girl of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i had so like yeah so my front is wooded and then there's beyond it is a meadow and and in the meadow is where the deer like to hang out it's their their Oh,
1: um, how lovely
2: well lovely for me not so lovely for poor luna
1: <laughs> oh dear <laughs>
2: but um uh, but yeah she just likes to loves to bark at the deer um, okay, I'm sorry. A, a small
1: regret. price, a small price to pay for visible deer.
2: <laughs> that's true. It's nice to look at,
1: but um, um, so okay. yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go with the I'll go with Seska as well. Well engineered, uh, hollow program.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's a wise choice because that is the I, I'll be leaning into the devious aspect as yes. well, and I have to say when it comes to between well, I'll save this actually. Um Best program element design feature. A couple of things came up which I just really loved. The force field that went not just across the doors of Odo's office, but all around the room to prevent him from leaving Taking and potentially rendering out. any assistance to and yes. workers. Taking into account
2: as a shapeshifter, that is Exactly.
1: <laughs> that like this is next level, we don't trust our own staff, right. you know. Right. Yeah. we found him he works here he does he does a good job but honestly when the chips are down you better lock him up and if he gets destroyed so be it I absolutely <laughs> love him. and that he didn't know about it and it just goes through the entire office I thought that was great
2: I love that that he he's like wow I guess they didn't trust me
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> he, I think you probably deep down did know that but oh, yeah. it's yeah. but it is it is a nice little nod to the Cardassians <laughs> of old yes. um and i mean my favorite i mean this is it's a really basic one my favorite program element even beyond all the wonderful messages that ducat sends out all the wonderful my hands are tied I have no choice but to gas you to death which are funny but also really horrible was the replicator phaser Mm-hmm. Which I, it's just such a smart idea. So and you smart. know, what, until that appeared on TV, on that episode, I'd never thought about anything like that. I'd never thought about using the technology like that.
2: As
3: a weapon. But they, yeah.
1: Exactly. And it's, it just looks like a multifaceted candle holder. <laughs> and it seems to draw power just directly from the replicator, just power beams down to the center of it. And it just shoots out at all the non-Cardassians, just randomly like taking pot shots. It was so clever and so fun. And it really did... I mean, it just stopped the operations of the station. It wasn't like people were figuring out what to do or finding a way around it. They were all cowering for their lives. And, you know, potentially, if Ducat hadn't appeared, who knows what would have happened? Because they were all in... It was a pretty dire situation. It was only getting worse. Um, so it, it just seems, it seems quite small compared to the sort of all encompassing devious program that Seska written. This is just one element. And, you know, I know Decat didn't have this idea. He didn't think of this idea. He's just pulled in various, uh, various security features that the Cardassians already had Like, we're going to make it difficult for everyone. So he just plonked it as much as he can in. I know he didn't think of this himself. Um, whereas Seska, she's figured this all out herself. She has done this. She has written this program. Even before I finish talking about my thing, I'm already convincing myself <laughs> that Seska deserves this point.
2: I, I mean, yeah, you said that, but, but I love I love that element too that um, it's, think about how devious that that um replicator laser really is. I mean, first of all, it's strong enough that it vaporized that guy. So this yeah. is like, this means business. It's also well, really racist technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, I even thought of that. It's racist. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, like,
2: which is just another added level of horrifying, you know, that it can, it, it can you know, tell, I, I don't know, I guess the DNA. I don't know how, I don't, I, I'm not going to try to guess how the technology works. <laughs> it just does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and, and a replicator, I mean, you could, you could put one of these in every room because every yeah. room in on the station has we'll a replicator re- yeah and yeah i mean you could kill a lot of people that way <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> really but but it's not even about it's not even about killing people is it it's about killing a couple of people and making the rest right. feel really them. uncomfortable yeah. and right. difficult exactly and that is such the such the technology that they would do yeah. because if they want to kill everyone they just make it a bomb a bomb would have right. replicated Yeah,
2: they would because they're going to, well, that, you know, and that's, I think that, aren't they at the level, the program level where the station's in self-destruct mode at this point? Yeah. So it's going to, they're all going to be destroyed anyway. So this is, this is just a uh, cruelty. And added yeah, cruelty just prolonging to. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the same way with Suska. It's, they, these Cardassians just like to play with their food.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. God, that is it's, really awful.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a really Cardassian weapon
1: yeah so Ugh. but
2: yeah so that's a good that's a good pick that's a good pick
1: where, where, where's your horrible point going to oh my gosh
2: where, where are <laughs> These are horrible categories. yeah you know I, I i'm gonna go with 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 seska i think um because i mean that's a great weapon um but the thing i like about seska's is it um well, the cruelty—the well, they're both, the, the cruel—the cruelty exists in both of them, um, but I think Seska's was clever to try to um, try to um, anticipate what the strategies would be to to try to mitigate her program. And yeah. you know, it must have taken a whole heck of a lot longer to to do it like this way. You know, it's it's a lot more complicated program. Uh, to do that and she took the time <laughs> and you know that's how Card- you know cruel and Cardassian she is. She took the time to do it right
1: <laughs> I've got to say <laughs> right my, my point is going to Seska as well because yeah. she has made this program she's found it she's hidden it yeah and she assumes <laughs> it Playing will only ball. yeah she assumes yeah. it will only ever be played once she is no longer there. So whatever yeah. she was going to do, she's done it by now. Because that is brave as well, to put this yeah. program yeah. hidden in there. Because it would have completely outed her if it had been found.
2: That's right, um, yeah. Um, yeah, Belana said it was put there like a month before she left. Yeah. So she had it planned, yeah, yeah.
1: But Seska, yeah. Is, she is intelligent. She's written this program from nothing. She's yeah. made it what it is. Ducat might be the face of the you know the self-destruction of Terok Noor and Deep Space Nine, but Seska is the soul of that program, and she is horrible. Uh, so my point definitely is going to her. There's no doubt about okay.
2: that Okay. Well then that leads us into our final category. Actually, we can keep up with this discussion.
1: The program suddenly catastrophic failure, the <laughs> final category is obliterated, and we're left with this final Obsidian Order Award. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're all uh, before we start that though. We're all tied up.
3: So we're all tied up.
2: Has four, and worst case scenario has four. Wait so down. the Obsidian Order Award <laughs> is is going to be the final decision maker. Okay,
1: here. this could all turn it. This could all turn it. Um, <laughs> okay. So
2: who would who would you give your Obsidian Order Award to for civil defense?
1: <laughs> for me. It, as much as I want to give it to Ducat, Ducat <laughs> not the Obsidian. He's not the Obsidian Order in this. He and he's not in the Obsidian Order, is he? This isn't him. He's in the military, um, and he is not the ultimate programmer either. The Obsidian Order award has to go to Kel. He is Ducat's supervisor we hear the voice of Ducat leaving automated messages all through this episode. So when Kel sweeps the rug out from under him, playing him at his own game, and leaves a message informing him that this him beaming out is a last-ditch attempt to save his own life, he hasn't managed to secure Terok Noor, and that he should, the least he can do is die like a Cardassian... It is particularly satisfying and you know, Ducat does take it with a bit of rage and a bit of I don't know This he still he still doesn't quite
2: He's like a cog in the system
1: Yeah, he, he still thinks he's super important Yeah, and this happening is an irritant to him yeah. but he's convinced he'll find his own way out of it because he's so sure of himself and, you know, he's self-important but just to know that everything that he has planned out, he's created this secret system of automated problems for people to encounter. But that should he ever be there as well, somebody's done the same thing to him. Right. He's been he's been outmaneuvered by somebody who's playing the same game as him. Uh so it has to go to the person who does that. It has to go to Kel.
2: Wow. That you threw me for a loop at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true though yeah because he th- wow he really thinks that he's the mastermind of or here <laughs> before he gets that last message yeah
1: <laughs> and when he's like when he's hearing the message he's so angry and it's so great to see him getting taken down a peg Right, and, oh. and it doesn't last too long because he's too cocky he's too yeah. sure of himself but it is great to watch, and uh, it's, you know, very satisfying.
2: Yeah, and he does actually end up coming up with a pretty good idea for them to, you know, to get out of the situation.
1: And that's the worst thing, isn't it, about people who are sure of themselves when they actually have a good idea and know stuff?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. The, the worst person uh, you know Yeah, made a good point. yeah. <laughs> but good uh, But, yeah, and then, yeah, it's funny because, you know, Whoever Gal Ducats, you know, in this case, case Kel, you know, his superior thinks the same thing about him, you know? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. True. Absolutely. And,
2: yeah, And he put that safety, you know, he put that safety in just in case, for every level. <laughs> I mean, which is a real, that's a, I mean, that's a real Cardassian thing to do, you know, N- never trust anyone, always assume the worst, you know, the worst that's, that everyone's yeah. going to crush you. Um. Yeah, and uh, and that's a that's a really good pick.
1: <laughs> thank you very much, thank okay. you. I feel like I've I feel like I deserve the Obsidian Order Award. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty <laughs> really duplicitous there. Not duplicitous, <laughs> what
1: awkward, a, so. What about you, Jen? What, who, who who gets your Obsidian Order Award?
2: Okay, well, there's only one choice here. Are uh, pretending at this point to be Bajoran? <laughs> <laughs> but we know is a Cardassian, our dear love to hate Seska. And she is actually one of my favorite villains. I I really enjoy her character. Um, so she gets this award because she's I mean, at this point, when she when she writes this program, she's planning her her departure.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um And so she knows she's going to be gone. And she finds this counterinsurgency program that Tupac wrote and gets so furious that she decides to take the time (laughs) to write a program to get him. (laughs) And I'm so like, like taking that so personally is such a Cardassian thing to do too, you know, especially since, Oh, he was right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the weird thing.
2: <laughs> that would make her furious. That's what makes her so furious, I
1: think. If she was in his position, she'd have done exactly the same thing. Right, right. So, And she would have yeah. finished it. She wouldn't have got to the point where she trusted anyone. She would oh, have yeah. definitely yeah. finished it. She
2: definitely would have finished it. Um, and she, and she, she makes it so that um, it doesn't activate until you open the narrative parameters file um So by doing that, she ensures that she's going to specifically get Tuvok with this. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like this is for Tuvok. This is a message for Tuvok.
1: <laughs> I mean, she didn't. She she felt played by him, didn't she? She yeah. she felt that she should have known all along that right. he was a Starfleet spy. So she probably right. she bears that particular grudge against him, and maybe that's what you know because it seems like an awful lot of work. Just yes. to get somebody who has written a stupid program or yeah. written a program, but it's him particularly she this grates on her that she should have seen through his ridiculous uh you know his his, his facade, but he didn't see through her facade
2: yeah they're both spies yeah. And- but- you know, mad, mad that she got played by him, but also mad. Yeah, yeah like you said, she should have figured it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Chicote, which I feel really bad for. Um, I <laughs> mean, Jacoté. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Jacoté? Oh, and, and that's another great thing about this program too is she takes the time to throw in <laughs> the little love scene with her and Chicote. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just good for her. That's just fantasy <laughs> fulfillment for her, but she throws it in there and it that makes me laugh too. <laughs> what an odd thing to throw into a program whose goal is just to, you know, to kill your enemy.
1: <laughs> I know. I wonder how long it took her to write it as well. Like, you know, she finds oh, it, she thinks yeah. I'm going to get too fucked with this. Does she just right. sit, is it like a, a one night thing? Did you sit down over dinner, write a program? Or is it like two or three nights where she's sweating out, planning out the parameters and thinking yeah, about what would be the worst?
2: I would think exactly it would take a
1: while. that's what um, I would thought.
2: It's well designed, it's well organized. Um, she throws in the it's funny because because one of the, the uh suggestions Belana has is to, to add a love story, you know, <laughs> and
3: oh, Seska,
2: yeah. which is it's always funny because uh, you know, the dynamics between Belana and Seska, you know, they're so so similar in the beginning, yeah. It's, it's, Funny that, that they both wanted to throw that kind of thing into the program. So, so you kind of think Bilana would be really interested in, in running this program, you know, with the safeties on, maybe. But I think she'd like Seska's <laughs> version of it. Um, you know, but yeah, she's like, you got 10 seconds to run. You know, she, she, uh, it's just a one big, you know, lethal, you know, F you to Tuvok. And yeah, which it, it's just a really, I think the Obsidian Order would be proud of Seska. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely, they absolutely would be proud the of Seska The
2: pettiness of it, the cruelty of it,
1: <laughs> yeah, and the the foresight, the the long planning, playing the long game for it.
2: <laughs> it's so it, funny, Seska. It, it, it's such a what a great way to bring that character back too.
1: Yes, I love absolutely.
2: How they brought Seska back. Were really, really clever. It, I thought
1: it's 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 really good because it not just brings her back, but it brings her back at her most cartoonish evil. Yes. It's not just yeah. Seska, you know, wants something or something. This is like, I am evil. I've done this horrible <laughs> thing to you, and now I'm going to torture you for 5 minutes. It's just it's just her entirely Seska. Brilliant.
2: Right. So good. Okay. Points. This is for points.
1: <sighs> I'm struggling with this because Seska is a great character and you know not I wouldn't even say, you know, undervalued, because I think everybody does really like Seska as a character. We love to hate Seska. But I do... I think for this, the the, the sneaky inside sneaky, which I yeah. suppose would go for Seska as well, because Tuvox hidden this program, and Seska's found it and then done that to him. But for... Just because has is, is, just has the wind taken right out of his sails by Kel.
2: you I can just went over on Ducat
1: yeah <laughs> awesome. and I don't I don't think we'll ever get to celebrate well, th- this is the only time Kel ever makes an appearance oh for sure and it's yeah. it's a super <laughs> strong moment which I really loved whereas I, th- I feel like on Snaptrack we're gonna get the chance to celebrate Seska again
2: and it's funny because you could tell in his video he kind of takes a little bit of glee in what he's saying yeah you can tell that he doesn't personally like Ducati Because
1: he yeah. knows Ducat's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he I mean, You know, because they, they might be not mean not. and cruel to each other, but they still have that sort of vague mm-hmm. sense of honor, don't they? There definitely is that in Cardassians. Yeah. And I think people recognize that Ducat does not have that honor. Right. He is not that kind of person. So, yeah, I, I am going to give my point to Kel, but only just.
2: Um, maybe not honor, but more of like a, a loyalty to home... World, yeah, exactly, exactly. State is, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so, point for Kel. Mm -hmm. (sighs) See, I think my point's gonna go to Seska, uh huh. And I think what puts it over the top for me is the way if if we're framing it as an Obsidian Order award, Mm -hmm. I think that she did the Obsidian Order proud in the Delta Quadrant. (laughs) Mm,
1: That (laughs) is true.
2: I kind of think that, like, okay, obviously my plans to just infiltrate the Maquis and and feed information back home it, it didn't work out, but I'm still going to, you know, <laughs> be as as you know horrible as I can be to these to, to
1: these. Absolutely, people. Ma- making the Obsidian Order mark all yeah. the way out in the Delta Quadrant. So, even yeah. after she's dead,
2: even posthumously. Uh yeah, what a what a calling card she left.
1: What and a horrible person.
2: A horrible person and a wonderful villain. And yeah. I'm giving my point to Saskia. Totally fair. So that means civil defense has five and worst case scenario has five.
1: You, you know what this means, don't you? What? This means round six, best plasma fire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good in different ways
1: they are i i would i would say visually i preferred the plasma fire in voyager because it seemed to be more threatening and menacing whereas the plasma fire in deep space 9 looked more real but it, yeah. it definitely was at either side it definitely seemed to be more of a heat problem than a fire problem
2: See, i kind of like that kind of like that it was just just engulfing either side of the, mm. the tunnel I thought that visual was really cool.
1: They have to go through it, which I really yeah. liked.
2: Yeah, yeah. The one in the vo- in Voyager looked pretty, like just like a contained, like blob of fire, which maybe is more realistic of what a plasma fire would be versus just green flames. Yeah, cool. well, it, so it was very, cool.
1: very much green flames in. Yeah, just yeah. Just for first, it, was like it was more of fire a...
2: fire that they colored green.
1: Yeah, well, this is more of like a, a, ga- an ex- a slow motion explosion. Yeah. that was sort of rippling towards them. But it was very quickly put out with the fire extinguisher.
2: Uh, I love that little plasma extinguisher. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that's was there. great. Um, Pssh, it was brilliant. Yeah. um, Because it didn't then- have like
2: a tank or anything attached to it. So what was it shooting out? <laughs> that could stop, a, know, you know, a anti-plasma. Smother. Yeah, and anti-plasma. Of course,
1: obviously, we don't even. I mean, we don't even know what it is, <laughs> oh, do we? It doesn't. Uh, it's meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> um, New I head think, head. yeah. <laughs> I like that. The 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 Deep Space Nine plasma has two things going for it. One, it was real, whereas uh, the Plasma Voyager was only simulated real. Ooh. But still, the safeties were off. Um and B, they didn't have an extinguisher. They just had to r- pull their sleeves down and just crawl through it. So they generally had to fa- come face to face with the plasma. It was a an exhilarating plasma moment.
2: Yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas
1: in Voyager, it was more of a com- you know, like a, a a comedy quick fix plasma moment.
2: Yeah, like like Seska cut and pasted that plasma fire behind that panel, so they'd have to turn around. Exactly. And that, yeah, yeah. Was less. It, exciting. It was
1: very video gamey. Like, yeah, oh, can't, yeah. can't go that way. Shut the door. Yeah, that
2: yeah. way, gotta shut. Yeah, shut the panel and go around. You know. Yeah. And the, the the extinguisher coming out of nowhere was pretty cool.
1: I um, thought that was great. But, but yeah, so but the okay.
2: way you know there was really there was real danger involved in the Deep Space Nine plasma fire. Um, we got some good arcing and sparking, you know, yes. <laughs> with O'Brien. Um, and it was yeah, yeah. And it, it was it was interesting. Yeah, I, I I would give my point to Deep Space Nine on Plasma Fire.
1: I think. Deep Space Nine as well. I'm afraid.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That it, that's it. That's the tiebreaker. So civil civil defense wins. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with that.
1: <laughs> I think that that's fair. I think that's fair. I I I think give worse I think worst case scenario could have won uh, outright if we just you know it's always the same isn't it we go through these categories and we make our choices but the categories are different or our choices are different right we'd we'd award our points differently and the other episodes would win
2: yeah we would do this the same episode tomorrow and it would be completely different
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah but i think that's i think civil defense is a particularly good episode
2: a close victory for civil defense makes sense to me yeah
1: yeah yeah and they're both not- they share because usually we say how similar these episodes are. Yeah. Actually, these episodes had a nice link, a nice theme, but they were very, very different episodes.
2: Yeah,
1: but they shared that nice central theme that really connected them. And the fact that it was both Cardassian orientated oh really hammered that home again. <laughs> so I was, I was glad to watch these two as a pair. Yeah, and it, it worked, it worked again. Okay, all right so now that we have mitigated the effects of the insurrection protocols thankfully we've come out the other side unscathed good now that we've finished with the old
0: business on to the new time to hand out next month's story assignments Ritterhouse we're waiting okay friends and neighbors let's see what uncle roy has for you today
1: next time on snap Trek, we are going to be returning to the family homestead as we compare picard nepenthe with the next generation's family
2: i'm gonna cry I'm just, already
1: <laughs> i think it's gonna be an upsetting episode i think there's a lot of sad stuff gonna be happening there's so much family stuff that goes on in these episodes yeah. i'm getting the warm fuzzies already i'm feeling it <laughs>
2: i like it it'll be good to get a picard episode on Snapchat.
1: yeah that'd be great this this will be our first one
2: yeah no Woo-hoo. we still have to find a way to get uh animated series in after this and then we'll <laughs> then we'll have them all
1: <laughs> i think we should do a nice and anim- we should do like an animated series episode okay I'll, I'll, I'll think we,
2: of we could wait till Lower Decks comes out and do animated series versus Lower Decks.
1: We could do that. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> However, I do think we should be giving it the. We should make making the an animated series fight fight for itself. I think we should. We, could, we can
2: start with one. Yeah, let's do it. And We'll think of that. We'll think of one, and it will be upcoming. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm there for this. I'm there for this. Awesome. Jen, it's been wonderful to snapdrag with you, and I look forward to speaking to you next time.
2: Same here, Ross. It's always great to talk to you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you um, on anything about this episode, um, good or bad, <laughs> uh, or anything else, any of your poetry, or anything else you'd like to share with us. So, all right. Absolutely. I guess that's it.
1: That's a real Frisbin. I'll be back. In say, 25 minutes. Ducat, one to transport. Energize.
0: Energize. Ducat, if you are seeing this recording, it means you tried to abandon your post while the station's self destruct sequence was engaged. That will not be permitted. Outrageous! You have lost control of Terachnor, disgracing yourself and Cardassia. Your attempt to escape is no doubt a final act of cowardice. All fail-safes have been eliminated. Your personal access codes have been rescinded. The destruct sequence can no longer be halted. All you can do now is contemplate the depth of your disgrace and try to die like a Cardassian.